Welcome to the Knock On, KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Tom Crowley from Carlo Rugby Club and James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club. We discuss lots, including Carlo Kilkenny and Tullow shipping losses in the Leinster League last weekend. There's no games this weekend for the men, but the women's teams are out though. We discuss the pressure of the Leinster League and how a loss can send your season into a spiral. The lads talk about their club's ambitions for the next few years. And we discuss the Irish squad that's been named for the November Internationals. There's no Ed Byrne, Simon Zebo's back, and we discuss the other talking points. Howdy folks, this week we're joined with James Blanchfield and Tom Crotty. Uh, Johnny Tobin is busy doing rugby things apparently so we're, we're down Johnny this week isn't it? Is, that, is that irony is that what you call irony you know? that's it that's after all the slagging he was giving Tom last week about County Carlo and this now it's our chance it's our chance to get a cut back at him when he's not here <laughs> I, I think he chickened out of this one <laughs> too much of a ribbon last week man yeah. Johnny um, uh, Johnny's flat out it's, it's a busy time for him as well of course uh, there's lots of different bits and pieces going on as well lads all around um, last weekend not a good weekend the three clubs were beaten um, in the Leinster League uh, Tullo Carlo mm-hmm. of course and uh, Kilkenny we'll start with Carlo because it was the heartbreaking nature of, of and how he is lost, which was the worst part of it. The last gasp drop goal. I watched the video, Tom, um, and you were busy defending away on the line like warriors. And I don't think anyone is expecting that ball to go back to your man, even though you could see him, you could see him uh, pacing back to get ready for that drop goal. But Jesus, what a way to lose! <laughs> it was absolutely heartbreak. Um, we started like it was a really strange man. I'd say. Like our defense all day was absolutely super. The like uh, they were off the line. Um, we matched them physicality. We, I reckon we were probably more physical than they were. Um, we had so many chances that just went to begging. The difference between the two teams, Wicklow are a good side, but they're not a brilliant side. They're very beatable. Uh, totally, if you were heading out the next day, I'd have no fear with them. Uh, like the the only difference between the two sides to me was just their their accuracy and also I'd say just to have that little bit more belief and belief in what they do. Our lads just haven't quite got it yet. You know, they're just it's just that fine little tweak, those little things. Their line out was their line out was the difference really between the two sides. Um they were calm when when they got penalties, they kicked it into touch. They just walked up, got their penalty, jumped, went up, caught the ball. Um we kicked the touch a few times, butchered the line out. Um, just silly, silly little mistakes is the difference between, like, so, uh, you know, you always go on about fine margins in a game, but there's so many fine margins in that. We had him in the scrum. Uh, we had him around, and definitely our our defence was, was, was top-notch against them. Like, the difference was that last minute of the game where they didn't panic, and... Their ten was gone off and all. Like we took their ten out. Their ten went off injured. Uh, he was a cracking player. Was getting all their kicks. So they did. They had a number of chances to go to kick for the kick, uh, kick penalties for a goal, or kicking. And they didn't do it. They worked their they worked their time. And in fairness to them, like it was a it was a cracking drop goal. Look, I don't think. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think we would have done that. And if it, if tides if it was the other way around, I don't think we would have done it. 
we wouldn't have got that. We wouldn't have got that drop goal. Um, was that Niall Earls? Tom was there ten? Was that the chap? Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's a, he got a fine kicks earlier on, and um, like we took a chance. We got a nice try uh, in the second half. Uh, it just heartbreak. It just as I say, fine margins. Its accuracy is the biggest thing, and, and we weren't accurate enough. They were they were more accurate than us on the day. You know, uh, like our seconds. I went up with the seconds game beforehand was cracking match. Mm-hmm. And the seconds, the seconds won. Uh, what's the score? On? That is seconds won 24 22. Yeah, um, plenty of confidence, so to take out that that loss, even though I suppose just in terms of the improvements you're seeing. Because a few weeks ago, Tom, we were talking before the season kicked off and really didn't know what sort of territory you were heading into there. But a couple of wins under your belt and a close one like that, it's not too bad. No, it's not, it, it, and, it, and it was really down to like <sighs> last week, the week before we were given out, we were not happy. We were uh, the the team talk after on the pitch was that you know was was we were the coach wasn't happy, management weren't happy, players weren't happy. This time around, you know, you could sense everybody knew. Yet we should have either had the we should have had the two points or we should have had a win, but. We played so much better, and you know when you saw when you saw the team performance, you know that it's in them and it's nearly there. It's come. It will come. Like go back to the seconds. There's so many players on that seconds team. After watching them pushing, now going to push. There's going to be serious competition for places. You know, on, on our first, which we haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. And as I said, there's, there's a great buzz around the club. Like, I mean, we lost our first game last. Won this one as I say, won the J2s. The club hadn't like I had a terrible weekend in youths. I think our 15s was the only team to win. Um, in the youths, the well, then the the rhinos, the two girls, the two girls teams had two great wins. Um, they beat it, the 16s beat a tie on Monday night in the cup, and the 14s beat an escorty in the cup on Saturday. So, like a mixed bag, but sure, look, at least the club is happy, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it, definitely, it's it's a hell of a lot better than we were two years like two years ago. Actually, we trained last Tuesday night. Tuesday night just gone, and, and an off week. Two years ago, we would have we would have had barely any numbers because you had had the weekend off, and that's wouldn't have given a toss really yet, you know. Whereas this week there was uh, nearly a full complement, a full complement of players there, and even lads who were injured or or, or had just tweaked, you know, little tweaks or niggles. They came and they stood on the sideline. That wouldn't have happened two years ago or a year ago. There you are, Tom. Yeah. Great progress. Great to hear yeah. it as well. Absolutely. Um, um, uh, James Blanchfield, uh, Monkstown. What happened? <laughs> um, in fairness, like the final score probably doesn't reflect the whole game, but like, Monkstown are a cracking side. Like, mm-hmm. like I was chatting with Doctor earlier on, and he was chatting with Nanners, the director of rugby from Monkstown there. On, Monday, I think they have twelve or thirteen players in their J one squad that have played for Ireland at some level. You know, be it Irish clubs or um, Irish youths, Irish under twenties. You know, so at J one level, it's, it's it's difficult to compete with that. But <clears throat> in context of the game, like very very same, nearly carbon copy as Carlo and Wicklow. Like their accuracy was better than ours when they got the ball in the you know, I suppose in the. In the important positions, they turned it into scores. Their scrum accuracy was incredible. Like they were pinging darts, 
off the tail and peeling off the tail and going. Where we when when we were getting line outs, we were rushing them. We were going up and then it'd throw crooked and we lose our platform. And suddenly, after working hard to get up into our into their twenty two crooked line out or a line out over the top, they were in possession and booted back down. You know, so mm-hmm. in fairness, in fairness. We were probably responsible for 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 the loss ourselves as well, but they, um, in fairness, Monkstown are, are a very very good side, and I really believe I have them. Like I didn't make it up, but I watched it on, on on it was live on YouTube, and I watched it and I think by looking at them, they probably should win the league. And um, I think it's between themselves and C Point really, and we have C Point up next to Kilkenny on Saturday week, but um, Monkstown are a bloody bloody good side and. It could have been close. Like we left, we left. I think nine points again. We missed off the boot. You know, we could have scored another try at the end. So, like that's nine. That's nearly. That's nearly twenty-two, twenty-three points off the boot in two games that we're after missing. So we have a problem there. Like Jake, Jake has a slight tweak on his groin, and he's. I think he's probably afraid to test it a little bit to have a to try and take more kicks, and I think he's probably worried in case it goes. So. Jake is probably a little bit undercooked because of that at 10, but um, I think, it, it, like Tom said, if we can work on our accuracy and get that right and win our own line-outs again, get that timing right and get the throwing right and all that, we probably could beat them in Kilkenny. And that's a big thing to say when I just said that they're probably going to win the league, but we could beat them in Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had parity in the scrum. Our attack play was good, but it was just... It was just that, those small bits of accuracy. Disappointingly, our seconds couldn't field. We had 22 players last weekend who were unavailable for whatever reason. Wow. Uh, I'd probably put a lot of it down to a fact that it's a students working on Saturdays, can't get off for the day to go to Dublin, where for home matches, like we had 22 togged out the previous week, but a home match, we have that then for an away match, young fellas, they have to work a few bob in their pockets going back to college on, on Sunday. So, that's we just had no t- no seconds team out last week, and um, our club president Dave Matthews was actually willing to tug out if it meant getting numbers onto the field. field you know, like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Dave is Dave is fifty two, but you know that that's what he's willing to go. But look at, I think, yeah, we lost. But I think the biggest disappointment of the day for 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 everyone was an injury to Gary Dunn. Gary broke his ankle, so uh, bad break as well. So he's gone for the season. And like Gary's been number eight for us. He's been apps like he's been immense for us for the last two seasons. And uh, to lose to lose him in just an inconspicuous kind of was just a simple tackle. Fella came in and I think he just went back on his ankle and he fractured it. So he I think he has to get a I think he's already had it operated on and he's another operation in three months. Connor Walsh limped off, he's on crutches. So, you know, in context of our squad depth, losing the two boys for what could be prolonged durations of time could be serious for us you know so but look at the other side of it is is we have C point at home now next week and we'll uh, or yeah, next weekend we look forward to that hopefully we can have a few players back I know Jack Nolan is back now yeah Doc, Doc was telling me today it's like he'll go straight into the squad on account of the injury to Gary and um, you know hopefully hope, hopefully we can get a result against C point at home yeah absolutely um yeah, it's a good win for the women, though. Yeah, women, absolutely. women on Friday night. That's that's against massive. Tala. Against yeah, Tala. and Tala were good. Like I did again. I was at a wedding, so I didn't actually get to go to any rugby the weekend. But like Tala, 
apparently really brought it and like nine, ten times in the game they were buried inside the Kilkenny half. The girls just dug deep, won turnovers or forced force for, uh, forced mistakes, to win 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 possession and win penalties and a massive result. And for Kilkenny, you know, to get them girls back in competitive rugby for the first time in just three or four seasons, I'd say, a lot more, maybe four or five, to get competitive girls rugby, women's rugby back, Kilkenny is massive for the club. And it's 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 really picking up out there. So credit to them as well, Mags Hennessy and and, and um, Peter Moss for for their work to get them back there. Absolutely. I think you've a couple of girls from Carlo gone over now. Is there? Yeah. Fair enough. I didn't. I, I didn't realize that. You know. There's Kiva Owens and uh, Kiva was in the college as well. She, um, I think she's gone over, and I think she said to me, she, "There's uh, two more girls going with her." Very good. That's it. Yeah, that, you know, and I mean. I mean, hopefully, I mean, selfishly, it's great that they're coming down, but collectively, you'd hope that Carlo can get a team back as well in, in the next couple of seasons as well. Oh, that's that's what we're trying to work with at the moment. So hopefully, well, it's going to be a longer project in a couple of seasons. It'll probably be about three, two, three yeah. years by the time, we, that's by the time we, we get that project off the ground. But it's just trying to get the girls at the moment. And they're mm. flying. We have our minis. We have mini girls, actually, this weekend for the first time ever. Yeah, that's where it starts. Like, yeah, we had uh, I had 20 girls under between seven and 12 last Saturday morning arrived up for the first time. Wow, wow, yeah, great stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see Kiva was actually in the squad there last week. All right, I'm looking at the squad here online, yeah, yeah. Ah, look, the girls need rugby, they just they don't, they don't, I don't know. They could have gone to Tolo or could have gone to a tie, but they decided to Kenny, so whatever. Yeah. To be honest, it's just wherever they wanted to go themselves, and yeah. uh, maybe they knew somebody down there, so the women went yeah. off. Youths. youths for us, it was a great weekend last weekend. It was good wins all around for the for, for all of the boys' youths teams, and one of the things that we've actually said in Kenny now that we're going to actually stop doing is we're going to stop looking at results. And uh, kind of Vinnie O'Shea, club secretary, is kind of ask people stop looking at the results and just look at look at the performance and look at the development of the players and see how they're going you know because it's a, a, a kind of a duty on the 13th 14th results in secondary it's about making sure these young boys and girls are, are being developed and that their that their skills are um are important you know coming coming along as they should yeah, that's great stuff um your ladies teams are Back out this weekend, um, James. Uh, Tolo, they're out as well. They're in Division 1, of course. Um, and you're out this weekend as well. And the men, of course, yeah. throwing the feet up. Yeah. Men, men have a free weekend off. And just chatting with Doc there, he's 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 delighted to have that as well, that a break is needed because there's a few a few battered and bruised bodies now after the last the last three or four weeks on the go. So, um, yeah, and I think the women are away to Dallas Sal on Friday or Saturday. So, I think it's uh, Saturday. Look at, yeah, that's like that's good that they're going to stay going. And um, look, it's about momentum, you know, and it's about keeping momentum. And there will be there will be good days and there'll be bad days, but it's just about keeping them together now and making sure that uh, every everyone stays competing. And it's one of the funny things about the Leinster League that I'm kind of seeing. It's 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 peaks and troughs of doom and gloom. Like I mean, you, you win a game in the Leinster League and everyone is on a high and on a buzz because it's an A-team league. You lose a game suddenly. It's bloody panic stations, and we're fucking going to go down, and we're going to get relegated. And 
you know it's it's mental it's mental the things that you hear like one day is there a great team they play great and the next day they lose up in Monkstown and there's lads looking around scratching their heads wondering is what are we going to do are we going back down to Division One B next year it's uh, it's ridiculous really you know some of the some of the stuff that's, that 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 goes yeah, on it, it's so easy like because we're trying to you're looking at we'll say for us okay yeah we we lost to we lost to Wicklow but we're still like we're still in the top three mm. um potentially can go beat Boyne you know you could beat Boyne away and home you could go out and beat Wicklow away and end up top of the league yeah or it's... you could go out or you can go out next weekend yeah. and do something stupid and go over to yeah. Longford and lose which yeah. is a very yeah. big possibility and yeah. then you and then you're looking at mid-table yeah you know so you know, uh, <laughs> and it needs true. to be sorted before Christmas you have to kind of yeah. get, it, get it on a roll before Christmas comes because if you don't like as you say, it's all great for us, and I'm, we're going on about how wonderful things are. And but as you say, like it could turn around in the morning, lose to Longford. Next minute, you get lads going, "Oh, here we go again." That's it, yeah. you know. And I mean, it's very easy to get stuck in that negative, that that negative rhetoric, like of, "Oh, I'd have to lose," and now that team are no good. Like, but for us, for us in Division One A, there's two teams there's that that are standout. All we can already see it at C Point and. Uh, and Monkstown. Now Ashburn are making a bit of a comeback. There are a lot of players coming back from injury. You know, they, they won the weekend, they beat Tonians the weekend. But um you know what, you're right, Tom. You need to, you, you need to be safe in this league before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, you fairly, look, for your cup. He had a great result. Like I know what Manners is putting into that team. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot there's a lot we'll, we'll say a lot of work going into it. So a lot, the, the, and look at we all know in fairness and he, he Yeah, he's, but it, you know, it, you know, that, we team, that team went straight through. They went it from Division One B, and they were and yeah. they just want to go senior. They yeah. want to go back to senior. Like I mean, the Declan Lavery there on the bench, and Declan was an Irish, an Irish clubs prop for a couple of seasons ago, and he's not he, like he's injured. He'll probably be back in the next few weeks. But you know, it's 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 um it's bizarre. Like for us, for us, we genuinely feel that uh, top four is will, mm. will be good for us. You know, as a club. As a club, do we have ambitions of going senior? Probably not, you know. But we probably would like to try and win the league as well, you know. Well, we'd love to be up in one A. I mean, mm. and there's no shame in saying it. Like that's where no. that's our goal. Our goal. That's is where Carlo belonged, though, Tom. Like we need to be in one A, and our lads yeah. want to play Saturday rugby. Mm. We all want to play. Like years ago, you mightn't want to because you know, uh, Sunday was the day off, and Sunday you went on the on the last Sunday night and. Yeah. People didn't mind struggling into work there on Monday morning, but those days are gone. So, mm. um, people want to be able to go out, like go play a match, watch a match on Saturday, have a few pints Saturday night, recover mm. Sunday, spend time with the family. You know, yeah. and it's a huge difference. And there's a good side of that for J1, but where we are kind of seeing the issue with it is at J2 because we're a country club and you know, we have fellas who are in college who have to work on Saturdays and they're not available for J2 rugby for away matches. Yeah, you know, so there's maybe maybe there might be benefit from playing J two matches on a Friday night, you know, or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. like Carlo belong in Division One, like that Carlo yeah. or Division One club all, all day long on on history alone. Yeah, well, that's look, it, it it's definitely our goal for it to go there, and that's to, like if it's not this year, it's next year, it's the year after, but it's has to be got. Mm. And I think we're doing really well, and I think Kenny are doing really well, and. I know Tullo struggled a bit this weekend again, but like 
I think the clubs are doing really well to, to try and retain the few players that we actually have and to gain yeah. the few extra. Like, yeah. you know, it's such a hard job to, to, to get players in. Like, I have, we went through the list. Nearly all the players on the first and seconds last weekend, I think there was only three players on the first squad that weren't from Carla Youth. There was only, and I think, and I think in the whole, between the two panels, you're talking maybe 10 players between the 10 or 12 players between two panels that actually didn't work, didn't come up through the youth. You know, that's, that's, that, that's, that's what, what you want. We you, were know, you know, you're talking 40 players and maybe 10 of those might have been through the college or just come working in Carlo, but the rest of them are all Carlo youth. We were speaking about it at the committee meeting on Monday night, like what, like you look at what Ennis Gorty have done and it's remarkable and it's kind of, yeah, Decky, Decky O'Brien is a, is, 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 is a big help to it. But, like they've gone senior totally on a self-sufficient basis. Like they're all from Enniscorty. They're holding on to youth players and getting them through. Like what? What are Enniscorty doing different? Different as well. Like that they're fully self-sufficient. It's it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, I think they've just been working hard over the last couple because the youth haven't been wonderful either. Like no. it's not as if you know. And this is where you yeah, like you hit the nail on the head. Stop looking. Okay, your 18s should be looking to... You have to start... By the time kids get under 18s, then you're looking at results because you should be at that stage. You're kind of judging what type of teams they are and hopefully they would be in a, at least a Premier. You know, mm. if you have a Premier 18s team coming through every year, you'll be doing well. Mm. But down the line, if you can have teams that are just getting kids... Because kids will develop at different stages. Like we go out... Our lads... Uh, well, actually, we done the fourteens or thirteens played Kilkenny, and the difference in size between mm. some of the Carlow lads and some of the Kilkenny lads was unbelievable. Like that's just physicality, just at a at that age under thirteen, mm. they won't catch. Like our lads won't catch; those lads won't catch up to later on. Mm. You know, so you can't you can't say that they are not a good team or they're not. You know, that's that's not going yeah. to be a good player. You're judging it completely on on like you're always going to have teams that will have a couple of bigger guys and a couple of more. You know, faster guys yeah. just develop differently. See, if you're judging on results, you're saying, that, "Oh, well, our teams are, are crap." Is it better that you have twenty lads or thirty lads training, yeah, and wanting That's to it. play a game, than to have fifteen lads that are playing really well and next minute mm. they're gone? Yeah, and like I look at kind of I mentioned, I mentioned them a few weeks ago with Mick McGrath, and you probably text me now later on, giving out to me about it, but. Um, but Kind of Mick has a formula and kind of Mick's objective is to teach young fellas and young girls how to play rugby, you know, and teach them how to manage a game plan and all of the different processes and that. And he does it in a very methodical way. He's, he's really good at it. So when these lads get to under 18 like that, that they're ready, you know, and that, I think that's what's important. And as I said, Enniscorty seem to have it, have done it very, very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lads, will we have a chat about the Irish squad? Well, we were all wrong. Yeah, we were <laughs> all wrong. Um, <laughs> just for the local headlines, anyway, no Ed Byrne um, and no. Tom Daly. Tom Daly no. was a, an outside chance, but um, I thought Ed might feature on it now. Um, but just been, of course, plenty of competition there as well. Where will we start? Uh, will we start with the headlines or... <laughs> pick our way through the squad but Simon Zebo's back in anyway um, I wasn't expecting it um, but then again when you think about it he's worth a shout in the training camp see how he gets on and mm. 
go from there. Zebo's in. Um, Balakoon is in, which I think is great. I think he's yeah. going to yeah. be electric Classic for Ireland, Ireland, you know. Um, you know, so, uh, and, and it's, it's actually great to see James Hume get a rattle or get a shot yeah. at it. Yeah, he deserves it. And yeah. Dan Sheehan. Dan is a fantastic hooker. I'm really excited about Dan over the next couple of years. Yeah, um, you know, fantastic player. I can't believe he's six foot three. He's that's yeah. queer. That is, yeah. I was going to say it's queer tall. <laughs> lad, <laughs> <laughs> he's queer tall lad for you know for a hooker. He <laughs> is a big chap. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like, he's fantastic. His darts are fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, probably oh, Jesus, I don't know. I'd be shot for saying it, but it's probably one of the best darts stores in the country at the moment. I think just on, on accuracy, I think at the moment. Um, you know, it's probably a big story. Of... The Stockdale's not there as well, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, that's well, Zero keeping Stockdale out. Could be, or is Balakoon keeping Stockdale out? You know. Yeah, good point. Jesus, you're off very quiet there. There's there's one lemon sitting there in the backs. That I'm going, Hold absolutely. on there, lemon. Come here. I, I want to find the lemon. lemon on that. Line there. First of all, Billy, Bur- Billy Burns wasn't included in the club or in the the squad, which is I'm delighted about. Sorry, Billy, yeah, if you're listening. Who are you saying? That, yeah. No, Billy Burns. Oh, Tom, are you oh, saying sorry, Tom's lemon. It's, If you're looking at the selection sheet, he's near enough to McCluskey. Hold on now. Who? James, James Lowe. Hey. Oh, I'm, yes, yes, I yes, yes, absolutely yes, yes. cannot, for God forbid me, I cannot understand what James Lowe is doing there. Okay. Well, I agree with you. Anyway, and uh, there is so, like, looking at our backline, it's actually scary because we are just looking at it yesterday and I was just going through and I'm going, how many actual world-class backs have we got? Johnny Sexton is world-class but getting over the hill. Uh, Murray was world-class, again, getting over the hill. But really, 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 just backs in general. Like, what sort of back line? Compared to, like, I watched, um, I watched Saracens the other day against Bath, and holy, like, the the way their backs were moving, like, it was just, after watching the games at the weekend, our provincial games at the weekend, I'm watching the some of the games on the Premiership. Yeah, different, yeah. Like holy mother, God. like. Yeah. <laughs> Leinster are still very undercooked. Tom, there were a lot of mistakes in the backs the other day. Should have forward scored all the tries. It was up in the RDS forward. Um, it's like it's like all the backs are just simmering. There's, mm, there's, it's. I don't know what's happening. Right. I agree. With, yeah. I watched Monster and against Connacht. Connacht definitely should have got the win. I yeah. mean, we, we know that was an offside. But on the other hand of it, if you look at um, Paul Boyle touching the ball, tipping the ball off for his try, he actually didn't push the ball through the mark. The referee didn't see it. So there's two hits on that. Uh, <laughs> but on a direct on a direct thing between Joey Carberry and um, Jack, Jack, Jack Carty, Right. Like Jack Carty was streaks ahead, even though Jack Carty wasn't a wonderful, it wasn't a hundred percent wonderful. But I mean, he he it's was consistent. Tom Joey Carby looked off pace. He looked nervous. He didn't look comfortable, and he hasn't stepped forward really. I cannot, for the life of me, see why we're uh, he's back. I know 
it probably would shoot his confidence down altogether if he didn't make it and if he is going to be potentially one but I think it was so unfair that Jack Carty didn't get hands up again just to even get a chance um, I think I'd have to agree um, like I want we're all willing these halfbacks to be to just shoot out of shadows and just you know step in perfectly at the time that Johnny Sexton just starts to drop off the international panel and everything's going to be grand sure look we have Joy Carberry it was not happening he came back from the injury and that's grand he hasn't blown the world away uh, no he hasn't let's be honest about it and we're all willing them to be great we just want improvements there as well like Harry mm-hmm. Byrne is prominent Ross Byrne is grand with Leinster he's consistent all that sort of stuff but he's not in that breaking at the moment Harry's in right Harry played a couple of games so far for Leinster this season he's injured he picked up a bit of an injury uh, but like he's shown promise in it but again he hasn't played an awful lot of games and that and just people giving out that he's included in the squad simply the fact that he very little game time but then again we've only had a couple of rounds of the URC anyway before the squad was picked so it's hard to gauge an awful lot unless you had a couple of savage games but um yeah, yeah. actually a good one for you there I was uh, one, one of my good friends he's he's he's, he's involved at the IQ rugby over in the UK and apparently um this guy Rafi Quirk he's a scrum half with Sale Apparently, he was being teed up to come over to some of the Irish provinces. They, apparently, he's the real deal, um, world class. And apparently, Eddie Jones has told him, "You're going nowhere. You're staying. You're staying in Sale. You can forget about IQ Rugby. That uh, you're going to be involved in the English squad in the Autumn Internationals." Mm. Rafi Quirk is his name. I think he's his 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 um his his grandfather was Irish. I have to be if he's a Quirk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right plenty of brown tulips that there is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But like yeah. they're doing huge work over there in the UK on this um, on this IQ rugby, trying to identify players to bring them over as well. Massive mm-hmm. work. Like I mean, Kevin Mags is a that's his full time job, and they're having a lot of screening sessions all around the UK in various different regions. Because Kevin Mags and Joe Lydon are um, are leading it for the IRFU. And pretty much anyone with a little bit of Irish lineage who's shown some showing some potential will be brought in and put put into the system. But this guy, they were they, they were really targeting as the big name to come out of IQ Rugby, and uh, apparently Eddie Jones has told him, "Nope, you're coming with us." Oh. Jesus. Well, I tell you, yeah, but then on a, on a scrum half basis, like your man from the north, what you call him? Um, Class Doak. Like I'd like to see him. Getting some sort of a, a run, like Craig Casey was like a rabbit lost in the headlights at the weekend. Mm, that's the thing about Craig Casey. Well, he was he slow in the, the yeah. it was slow ball. He was kicking the ball up and under the this up and under the whole time. Not his game of what he was supposed to be doing. If you looked at him at, at under twenties level, everything was fastball, fastball, fastball. Mm. Like he's playing a game that he's not. Uh, not used to, or just does not comfortable. Looks like he wasn't comfortable with. I would yeah, see... worry that Craig Casey could be another Jeremy Staunton, and yeah. a fellow who shows brilliant promise early in his career, and then it's just going to plateau out. And I'd be, I, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but I, 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 I really, really lo- like him. I think, he, I think he's class to watch, and he's so into going at everything and having yeah. quick taps and this kind of carry on and keeping defenses honest. I think you're right, Tom. They need to 
Well, let's, as let's you said a few weeks ago, we're not South Africa. No. And let's see next weekend, like when Connacht play Ulster. Then, like, I know you're, it's an interprovincial uh, Connacht and Munster, so it's, it's always going to be a rocky game. But I just felt that Munster were back with all the older fellas back in again and went back to the same crap that they've been playing. I had the very but, same sentiment when I saw the team. And it's like you're looking at an Irish squad there. Like Peter O'Mahony, yes, he's fantastic in the lineout and, and does his works. But um, Jack O'Donoghue is playing out of his skin, and he's oh, actually Jack, turn, yeah. and, and Jack O'Donoghue's actually turning very much into, into Peter O'Mahony's style of player as a captain mm-hmm. and also his ability in lineouts. He needs a like it's fantastic. Like you can't. Our pack is unbelievable. There, our back row and the back rows that's left out of it. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But again, like I don't. If does Peter O'Mahony need to be in that in that in that squad? Well, he signed a two-year deal with him last year, and he was the only person that got a two-year deal in in the pandemic, which I was really surprised about. Because like Ty Furlong only got one. Well, he asked for one anyway. Johnny Sexton only got one, and and. Like I think there's a bit of pressure to throw him in there. From I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think the war horses seem to call him down in Munster. I I <laughs> think that strikes me about Peter Romani is when you doubt him the most, he comes out and gives mm. gives a performance I know he's for great. the ages. He is, yeah. But he does some so some such stupid things on the pitch, like the red card against Wales. Yeah, like that was needless. Like he didn't need to go into that rock the way mm. he went into it, but. I, I I I would tend to side with Tom on it. I think um, there are other players out there that can that would probably fill that position better than him. Well, before I, I would have looked at Munster team and said, "Oh, you know, if Peter O'Mahony was injured, you'd go, oh, Jesus!" Like mm. I know he's still the main. Every team has a go-to player, especially in the lineouts. And Peter has always been; he's always been there for them. Um, you know. Lencer have the same. All teams have the same. They have a go-to player. But I think at this stage, with the likes of Jack O'Donoghue, should be replacing more mm. more sense with him. Yeah. Getting some Clendelling sort of a through. run out. Yeah, and Clendelling coming through and the other, Hodnett come, coming back. Hodnett played for, UC, or for UCC yeah. last weekend. So, like, Hodnett is probably Peter O'Mahony, but more dynamic. Yeah. Well, you have all, and, and and like it's great to see Osborne being brought into the Cast, the, the, yeah. the and uh, your man from Kerry. Oh, yeah. He's from Waterford. He's Waterford. Yeah, he's yeah. he 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 would have a kind of bit of a nomad. He he played a bit with Carrie on Shore, and then I think he went to Dungarvan, and I think he was at Waterpark. Right, but he's he, he's from Waterford. Yeah, very good. I see and Waterpark he's... had it up online there yesterday, congratulating him on his on, on his selection. That's well. I think he's. Uh, I think he's definitely one to watch for the future. At six foot ten, mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> six foot ten, and and can run. Like as I said before, he played full back in school, and that's up. I mean, yeah. he's definitely has a, a serious amount of potential. Um, what about Healy, the out half for Munster? Um, there's people giving out that he's not included as one of the half back options. Well, I think uh, that's. I think it's too I think soon. It's too for hot. And, yeah, too hot and cold. Yeah. Though, so. Like, he hasn't had. I like. I would have liked to still like to see him play in a big game again. He needs to play a big game. Just He's what I was going to say. Like everyone would say, um, 
what you call him, was in there for Kieran Frawley. I mean, Kieran Frawley's getting a run. And has um, been for the last two, three seasons. Yeah, like he's getting his run in there now for, for the Irish squad. Yeah. And there he's going to be tested at a different level. And that mm-hmm. is good to see him. Going to see we'll see what he's like at that at that level. Yeah. You know, but he's worked hard. Like he's that bit older. Can you? He's twenty three. Mm-hmm. Like he's been he's been working hard for the last the last three four years there with Leinster. So, and he's been getting a lot of game time. Yeah. I know outside of injuries, he's had a lot of game time. Whereas I I I just feel that maybe it's not his, the other fellas. Not, not his time. It's not given. Yeah. It's, but it's back yeah. to the whole monster thing again. Like I know as you said a minute ago, Tom. They seem for these bigger games to revert back to the other fellas where Leinster always seem to give a chat or give a chap a shot earlier. Yeah. Well definitely and I see I like Ulster are definitely definitely have changed the way they're playing a bit. Mm. They're definitely changing with the playing and it's a terrible pity Alisson got injured because I think he was just ah, poor fella. I really felt so sorry for him because there is another and there is another potential Irish back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's super strong, super, super Actually, footballer. Actually, on that, on that, another IQ man, but on that kind of selection, Mike Healy could be considered himself slightly unlucky as well because he's been flying so far this year. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's calls for him to be in there as well. Yeah, the James Lowe thing, as much as a Leinster fan as I am, I'd have to agree with you, Tom. Uh, he's a great chap yeah. going forward, but... It's people are running at him. It's a different story, and we're even giving. I was giving out about him last weekend uh, up in the RDS, um, just missed tackles and just stupid stuff. But that's why I'm cross because I actually watched that game, and I'd always look and see, you know, the the players that I I had just presumed he would have been gone out of the squad at this stage. So I was a complete mm. shock when I saw him back in, especially the way he played last weekend. Mm, yeah, like, I don't see where he's bringing, like. There has to be at this. We have to at this stage be looking to replace the Johnny Sexes, the Connor Murray, the Keith Earls, with with some class with class mm. players coming through. Yeah, but you like on we, on low, the Kiwis didn't seem to lose much sleep when he left. You know, no. and it's rare that they uh, that they make a mess up. Yeah, Sebu Reese was coming to Connacht only for he was a, a naughty boy. He probably would have gone to Connacht and been in the mix for Ireland now. Now he's playing for the All Blacks, but you know. The Kiwis didn't didn't seem to lose a, a beat when James Lowe packed up his bags and came to Ireland. Yeah, interesting. Well, I, I suppose that's the great thing about these autumn internationals, and especially with the lineup of games: Japan, New Zealand, Argentina. We get a chance to have a look at a good few different players. Like obviously, your best of the best will be out for New Zealand. You know, your ha- I don't know your three quarter strength. Will be out for Japan and then our well, geez, Argentina aren't pushovers anymore either. <laughs> no, but, no. You know, so. But did no, you hear no Tom about way. the tickets are going through Ticketmaster now? They're not coming through the clubs. Yeah, I got mine this morning. Good man. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. That's a disappointment, though. Will Will that stay happening that way? Well, it's still through the clubs. You still apply through what the clubs. It? It's just using Ticketmaster as the what as as who looks at the distributor. All right, so the club have to buy them off Ticketmaster. Yeah, everything goes through Ticketmaster. So I presume Ticketmaster gets a percentage of all the tickets for looking after. Okay. Uh, Well, maybe it's a better way of doing it to the fact that you get your tickets online now instead of having to wait for a ticket to be sent out. I suppose if all the clubs are sending out tickets by post, now you have your ticket on your phone. 
Yeah, yeah. so the way we, the way I had heard it, that it was kind of it was free for all and Ticketmaster at the club. No, Jesus, no. no, you still have to put in for you still have to put in your application. Like we put in your application, yeah, you have to put in your application for tickets. Okay. And then if you're successful, the the only problem is you have to look in your spam for it. Right. <laughs> because I got to, and I wouldn't have known because I was waiting for these tickets to come and see did I see did I get what I asked for and uh, an email was sent out this morning to check spam just in case hmm. people were giving out it. That's where my tickets were. Yeah. That's it, lads. Well, we'll probably wrap it up there um, for the night. Uh, yeah, it's, enjoy your weekend off. Um, and you too, other... Steve, and you have a nice handy weekend ahead of you now. Ah, sure, I'll throw my feet up, you know, yourself. and That's it, uh, yeah. Bar- about bar- 50, do about 50k there on Sunday morning, will you? Yeah, before you even have your breakfast. That's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give the lads a resuscitation tomorrow on Saturday morning, I'd say they're doing a court session on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> they're needed too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of the stuff that my son is preparing for it. So I uh, mobile phones, mobile phones left at the door. A mobile phones definitely left at the door. So no, uh, I said enjoy it, but look, that's what the that's what it's all about. Absolutely. That's, all about. that's it from the knock on on KCLR and scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit scoreline.ie for more on rugby. If you're into your GAA, we've got the Clash Act and lots more. Talk to you soon. <laughs>